me, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. Welcome, world, to the Grassroots Podcast. I'm Regular Dodge, along with <laughs> my co-host. I'm all messed up today. We have a special guest from the WNBA Atlanta Dream, Alexis Jones. What's going on? What it do? What it do? Everybody hey. else is going to introduce themselves. Oh, Nas, what a good job! Let me clap it up. If we were in school, mm-hmm. I would give you. I would give you a star on top oh. of that chart for today. <laughs> yeah, yo, you kind of opened up like OJ Simpson, though. <laughs> hello twitter world <laughs> hello twitter world oh, Listen, man. D- don't 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 ever don't ever talk about the juice the juice is loose the juice is loose. <laughs> well guys i'm Aaron ashley simon make sure you hit the noti notification button and subscribe for the latest greatest also we have a discord channel uh it's discord server you have to join you'll be able to learn some about our new guests you'll be able to play games with us have great conversations we moved our group me over to discord so everyone who is part of the group me is now there and once again i'm Aaron ashley simon i'm brandon killer bhl Nas, you never introduced yourself, man. Yeah, you I never did. introduced yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. He's Wilson. I'm regular Nas. I am Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get into it. So, Alexis, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you be come, come on our podcast is because I see that you've been very much into the gaming world recently, and we all are massive, massive gamers. Is this something that you've always enjoyed and always done? Is this like a passion or hobby that you just recently got into more often? Oh, no, I used to play the game all the time when I was, like, when I was a little kid. I used to play that with, like, the, the Xbox, the the old school one, that had that black one with the X. I used to play the, um, I used to play it all the time when I was younger. Like, for Christmas, I used to play, like, Madden, 2K. I never was really, like, into, like, the shooting games, but I always, like, would always play, like, you know, like, back in the day where we had, like, Street Fighter 2, where we was, yeah. you know, jumping off the cliffs and doing all those those type of stuff like that, where we could, and street ball and all that stuff. So I was like always into like the gaming system. I did. I kind of got out of it as like um, when kind of when I would say when Xbox stopped making like the original Xbox. So I kind of got like out of gaming, out of the gaming a little bit. Now, now, within gaming, what's what's bringing you back in? Is it something that uh, helps you alleviate stress, or is it just something that it's like one of those childhood uh, like things that you had, where it's like, oh, maybe I'll get back into that, and now it's piqued your interest a little bit more as you've gotten older. I think it's a little bit of both now. Like now, it's like you know, like I want to go. I like to do it because it's you know, it used to be my childhood, and now I, I used to play the PlayStation a lot, but now I'm back on the Xbox playing like two K, and I like it a lot. I enjoy it. A lot more, but it, it's also like a stress reliever too for me. It gives me something else to do. Okay. Hmm. Oh, sorry, Brad. Were you gonna say something? No, no, no. My mic probably just picked up. Got Oh, that was a deep gasp, by the way. Um, so we're starting to see like WNBA players being added into the games. NBA Live did it first, and now NBA 2K. Like for you, when that happened. What was that? How did that moment resonate with with you and just some of the other players or just the league as a whole? Um, I think it's a dope experience to see, you know, women starting to get more involved in the gaming system. Because, you know, as a woman, everybody looks at, at it as in like, oh, it's not a girly thing to do, you know. So and I, I think it's good that the women are starting to get more involved into it because I think, you know, like maybe back then, you know, a lot of women weren't engaged into trying to play games, and there there aren't a lot of women who, who are willing to sit down and play video games. You know, there's only a certain amount. So it's good to see those very selective few women who do enjoy playing the games, and, you know, that, that gives, you know, another woman an understanding that, like, it is fun to play games. Now, now c- 
coming out and doing that kind of stuff, right? Did you feel like it was going to be a challenge to now juggle it? Because, like, even for me, like, I think even all of us, like, there's times where you say, yo, I'm going to get on the game for, like, an hour, and then you wind up rocking for, like, four hours. Were you ever, like, late to practice or anything like that where you got stuck in the middle of a match or something? Oh, man, like, all the time. Like, when I used to, like, um, like when I get up, sometimes I play it in the morning and stuff before, like, maybe I have to go, like, to shoot around and stuff. And then I just get like super involved in it. And then it's like, okay, I got like 30 minutes where I got to go. And then, you know, it's like you, you in the street trying to play and you like trying to win at the same time and like all this stuff. So like all the time, like I got like, I think now that I'm like in the WBA, I got in more into like the online and the online mm-hmm. is like so much more fun. You know, like back then when I was younger, I just was just like hooping on 2K, like, playing against different guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I'm on, like, online. I've been trying to bust everybody's tail on me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of that, you know, I, I forget which player, but recently there's this guy who went ahead and said that the WNBA wasn't a real sport. And just looking at his profile picture, you clearly could tell he's never played a sport in his life. Uh, when you have those moments like that, have you ever challenged someone who, who, who criticizes WNBA? Have you ever gone up against a hater and, like, annihilated them in a game? Oh, yeah, for sure. With the little game that I have. And now that I have, like, the little NBA logo and stuff, man, it'd be so much, so many people on there talking trash. And some of them don't, like, they don't, they don't, like, they go look into who, see who you are. And some of them, they feel like when you're a girl, like, oh, okay, she can't play. So then I start getting on the game. And then once I start winning, they all start coming in. And I be busting all their tails. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. And then I be like, get on. I be like, I write some of them, too, now. I be like, get on so I can bust your tail. Because they be like, I'll play you one-on-one. I'll beat you. They be trying to do all that. It'd be fun. Oh, man. I enjoy they, don't, it, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know who they're talking to. Is it, You're a professional athlete. I'll I know. You. I'm like, I mean, I'm, that's, why, that's how I be feeling. That's how I be feeling when I be in the game. I be like, I really do this. That's what y'all don't <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a it's question so- real quick. Hold on, Brenda. Uh, just, I'm sorry for cutting you off. How did, now, looking at, I just want to switch gears real quick. The Atlanta Dream is is your third team, right? Yeah. It, it, you consider that an obstacle changing teams so many times since 2017? You, do you consider that an obstacle? Like getting um, a new system, new city? I mean, for me, it really has been an obstacle. But, I mean, if you, like, follow my career and where I have been, like, I got drafted to, like, the best team ever, to Minnesota, who was the best team and when I came in, they were already talking about winning the championship. So I couldn't really come in, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm about to be the man. I'm about to do this. I knew my career was about to go at, like, a different stream. But I learned – I won me a ring, which was, like, the dopest experience of my life, <laughs> you know. So, like – and I got to be around, like, the dopest people ever. Like, I was around the Lamaya Moore, Sylvia Fowles, Lindsey Whalen, Brunson. You know, like, who I'm with now, which is, you know, like a legend, Renee Montgomery. Like, she won, like, three championships. So I got to be around, like, a lot of different culture, which I think, like, now that I'm looking at it, like, granted, when I I can say when I was going in, you know, it was like, man, I'm not going to get to play. But now coming out of it, it's like, it's been like, okay, that that was like a dream come true. So now I go to these other these other teams where it's just now I'm like, okay, now I just got to sit here. I got to figure it out, you know? So, like, I go. To, I went to, like, the L.A., and, you know, like, I got hurt, and I was still behind great players. And now I'm with the Atlanta Dream, and I feel like I'm still on that roller coaster of, like, trying to figure it out. Like, I got hurt a little bit, but I played through my injury, and I just took out the time where I didn't go overseas. And now I'm, like, on this mission where it's like, okay, well, now I have the opportunity to take care of my body, to get my body right, to come back better than ever and train as hard as I can. So... I can't put myself in that position to, you know, to try to be one of the greats. So when you made that transitional moment, right, you know, you go from being one of the the, the top great players, and then when you go into the league, you're drafted, uh, and you're playing amongst other greats and even some people who are just legends. So what was that moment for you where you had to, like, check your ego and and understand, okay, this is the role that I have to play here or this is the role I have to play here? Because, you know, when you're playing with other greats, there's so there's a lot of competition. Um, and sometimes 
things don't go according to what we may want to happen. So what was that moment where you're like, okay, I got to check my ego. I got to, I got to stay humble or, or just anything like that. Do you even have that moment for yourself? Um, I mean, I don't really think I have, like, I think my face shows the ego, but like, I really walked in just like, okay, well I'm with the greats, So I'm trying to compete with the greats. So my motto was to try to stay up with them. So whatever they did, I wanted to make sure I did it just as good as they did. So I just always try to just keep motoring my, like, and they were great leaders. So it made it a lot more easier for me to come in and just be willing to learn and to understand that, you know, like, I, I have a lot of flaws that in order for me to be the great, I have to fix all these flaws. And there was a lot of flaws, like, in there. And it was a constant, it just was a constant repeatedly of, like, you got to get better at doing this. You got to get better at doing this. You got to be better at doing this. And to see, you know, like, to see Maya play in a different position, to see Moan play in a different position, and, like, Lindsay, you see the techniques that they have to be great. Like, Moan is... Like, you know, like, you learn the game. Like, sitting on the bench, you learn the game. If you sit down, you learn the game so much more. Like, granted, I don't want to sit on the bench. You know what I'm saying? But I I took that out and, like, okay, well, I need to put in more into my game, you know? So, like, now, like, you know, like, as a women athlete, you don't have a lot of time to keep adding stuff into your game, adding stuff into your game, because you're coming from, like, okay, you come from the WBA, to overseas, to overseas to the WBA. So mm-hmm. during those first, them, them first a moment, and you don't have a lot of money to put in either to really, you know, like, be like, okay, let me focus. So I think I put it in my head, like, okay, well, I learned, I'm learning all of this and I'm taking it. And it wasn't like the prettiest experience, because, you know, sometimes I felt like I, you know, I could have got out there and I could play, I could compete. So, but I just took it as in like, okay, I'm not going, you know, like, let I'm not about to let no coach just tell me like, well, you didn't play for me, so you're not gonna play nowhere else. You know, like I took it as in like, well, she's telling me something that I just gotta keep. I, I gotta get better at. It. If I need to be a defensive player, that's what I was gonna be. I was gonna accept any role that they was gonna take for me today. Now, even even upon you doing that, like that's a lot of pressure, right? Being around a lot of legends that you've played with. What was one of the biggest adjustments that you've had to make? Uh, or not, uh, let's make it a two-part question. So what was one of the biggest adjustments and then what was one of the biggest critiques that you got that you never thought was like an issue for you? So let's say it's like, oh, you don't utilize your left hand enough. Did you, uh, like, were, were there ever any moments like that where you were like, oh, damn, I didn't even think about that from, from somebody that uh, was monitoring you? Yeah, um, Coach Reed was definitely our, the hardest coach, I think. If she was the hardest coach I ever, like, had coached me, but also the most loving at the same time, mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think one of my critiques was more like, okay, well, you're a great offensive player, but, you, but you're not a great defensive player, so you, so you can't play. So I took that mm-hmm. into heart as in like, in order for me to get on the court, I can't let nobody go past me. So, and that just was something that I just kept harping on. And that's something that I think she drilled into me to be like, okay, well, I know you can shoot the ball. I know you can score, but you can't play defense, so you'll never be able to play on something like that. So I think that's something that I really took advantage of, too. What was that second question? Um, the, the second question was really just more so like the, the biggest adjustment. Like in, in that transition when you were getting uh, acclimated to the WNBA, what was the biggest transition that you felt like you had to make? I think my biggest adjustment right now, and I'm still going through right now, is like, keeping the confidence because mm-hmm. a lot of times when when you don't get to play like the lot of minutes that you used to play you know your game changes a little bit you go in mm-hmm. sometimes you go in you get out sometimes you go in you go in so I think mm-hmm. that was like the biggest adjustment for me was sitting on the bench and making sure that I was going to be prepared for any moment even if it was like that two spurter moment like mm-hmm. or a minute moment that I was gonna make my minute the best minute ever. Like if I, I started giving myself like goals, like okay, if I go out there and I'm open for a jump shot, I'm gonna shoot it and it's gonna go in. And I just shoot it and it will go in. So it was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, that's working for me. So I kept trying to just keep my mindset on like a confident page. So when I went in there, I did positive things. I never looked at the negative. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna it's funny that you that you say that keeping your confidence up was in the beginning was an issue because if I'm not mistaken, when you were younger, you got into a car accident and your brother, you and your brother were tossed from a car, correct? Yeah. I, w- I would think that 
overcoming that and that, you know, that would get anything is possible. You know, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that you would say my confidence was an issue just simply because reading your stories, it's like, damn, you survived that. Moving teams, change, transferring in college, that that's light work compared to what you went through as a as a youngster. Yeah, for sure. That was for sure. That was, it felt like like going like me thinking about it now, like and seeing where I made it now. It definitely was like a light work for me. But I think I think now that I got into that position where it's like it's a do or die. You know, like it's that do or die. Like this is all I got. Yeah. Basketball is all I got. That's all I want. And and when you get to that point where it's like you do have knack, knick-knack injuries, like I do, like where it's like, okay, I had knick-knack injuries, but I still haven't had that time to like, you know, to show my my shit. Like I got a lot of stuff that I want to show. And I feel like it's been like, okay, you got the car wreck. I had a great experience. Then I get to college. It was a great experience. Then you get to leave. And it's like, okay, now I'm not getting to play. Okay, now I gotta go prove myself over here. I don't know if they like me, kind of. They like mm-hmm. me. Just never. I've been having. It goes through those like mixed experience, and I think, I think that's where it comes. Like, I have the confidence in me, and that's why I'm still motivated to keep doing what I'm doing now. I think in those first moments, I lose my confidence, and I think sometimes that's what pushes me back. Hmm. What's what's something that you do to keep yourself confident, right? Because like I think a lot of what you're saying is both a mental game and a physical game for you. More so mentally, just from where you're coming from, you know, obviously, and then having th- those little bit of injuries. What are you doing to kind of maintain your own sanity and and still play at such a high level? Um, right now, like I believe in myself, so that's why I have the slogan mm-hmm. that I have. Like I I go off like make them believe. I'm a firm believer of myself, and I know my hard work is, def- is definitely going to pay off. Um, and I just been well, right shit, now, you got a ring already. It's already paid <laughs> off. You already got <laughs> yeah, you, already, you already got the the biggest thing that you could really go I, I, for. I mean, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's what I know. I go off of too, but I know I don't. You know, I don't like to flex it, show it off, and stuff like that. Like, I definitely mm. want to have that moment where. You know, I do have my own moment, and it is the Alexis Jones moment. And I think that's what's pushing me to have that Alexis Jones moment that I want and to make people, like, believe in what my story has been through. So now that I am going through that story, I think, I think I'm think i cherishing the moment. I'm trying to cherish every bit of that moment to, to, to keep pushing to where I'm going. So now I just have a group of, like, people where I have around me that, like, if if they're not in the gym, I don't want to talk to them. So that's the mm. point I'm at right now. Like, I have a trainer who's in the gym 24-7. If I call him, he's going to be in the gym. So anybody who I pick up the phone and call, if they're not in the gym, then I don't, I'm not really talking to them. So I'm talking to anybody. He wasn't shooting in the gym. That's, every time you said that, that's only, yo, that's all that came to my mind was, yo, you wasn't shooting in the gym? I'm sorry. I mean, that, that's literally every time someone says that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. My bad. But no, I feel you. I feel you. That's real. Yeah, I feel you. I but feel you. for for it's, you for you, I'm sorry, Brandon. For you also, like part of the mental, uh, I guess, awareness for yourself is even like, <clears throat> you know, we 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 never had to experience trades in our lives. We're not professional athletes, you know. How is that mentally for you? It's like you put your all into a team and you build the chemistry and you build the relationships, and then you realize you have to do it again later on. Uh, what is that? What was that process for you like? Um, for me, I think for me, it was really hard because I really like Coach Reeve. I like, you know, like, I think Coach Reeve was like one of the first head coaches that I can physically say, like, like in my like pro and like college career that somebody who I really connected with, who was mean, who was super mean to me, but I was like, I liked her, you know? And I think, I think that was the hard part for me was like, okay, like I like this coach. I actually learned from this coach. She took me in, mm-hmm. and now it's like, okay, you just I put in all this work because I mean, there was there is a backstory to like I did more too before I even left. Like I was in Minnesota when I got traded too, so it was like kind of like, all right, you know, like it gives you that like, all right, so that's how you feel, like that, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know, so I put that taste in my mouth a little bit, but you know, like. 
I look at her as now like, okay, you're not doing nothing but push me more. You know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. when I did see her and I actually finally got that playing time in Minnesota and, you know, I went out there and crushed it, you know, shit, she dapped me up. I felt good about that. So I'm like, yeah. And this, I got more too for it. You know, I got some more in the tank for you. So I think, I, I think that's why I like her so much because she, she pushed something out of me that now I'm just still trying to just keep chasing, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I think now the trade is, the trade is just different because you go through different experience. So like I came from a veteran team that was set to a different kind of, they're a veteran team, but everybody has different egos and stuff like that. Sometimes things mix, sometimes things can go well. And then now I'm in Atlanta and I have to do a whole nother transition. I think now I just put my mindset of just, I focus on me and me only. When I go in, it's all about me and I just build around that. See, I had a question. Um, I see that your team Adidas. I'm a sneakerhead. Um, I'll, I'm not sure if Adidas ever did a, a signature female shoe before. Have they? No. They no, haven't, right? Is, are, are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, I'm for sure a sneakerhead. Is, is that one of your goals? To so maybe get like, like get like your own signature shoe one day or? Oh, for sure. My first, yeah, that's for sure one of my goals. Um, for sure, for sure. If I can definitely get my own shoe... I definitely, I ain't gonna lie, I definitely probably have the most swaggiest shoe out. <laughs> <laughs> you already got the whole concept thought up, right? All, all the way. My first dream was to get signed. So when Adidas took me in, I was super appreciative of them. Um, and just being with Adidas has just been like the dopest experience ever. So like, I just, I mean, I took in, that's all I wear is Adidas hands down. So, I mean, it's been, I like that shoe. And everything's been <laughs> Yeah, like, I not have my own for sure. Word. For sure. So, as a pro athlete, how do you balance? Obviously, you know, clearly, like, your focus needs to be putting the work in on and off the court, but then how do you balance it with building your brand, building your social media? Because that's also an important component of, of just your career in the sense of utilizing that for business opportunities or getting a uh, uh, renegotiating brand deals and stuff like that. So how do you find that balance where you work on that along with working on your skill sets for the actual game itself? Um, I mean, I just put it all in together. So if it, um, I just, I, right now I've just been trying to find different agencies, you know, a lot of women's sports, like for me, I got signed 12. So a lot of those, like, I would say people that's in between like the seven mark on down, a lot of them don't get that sports marketing, you know, where they teach you how to do sports marketing, how to build your name, how to talk to companies and stuff like that. We don't have all that. So I've been working on like right now, I finally just my first time getting signed to an agency. It's literally like my fourth year in my career, but this is me, you know, been searching sliding in people's DMs, trying, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to blast myself out like that. I definitely am just sliding, sliding, like, the company's DMs, you know, like, not asking for money, but asking just for, like, an opportunity, you know, right now, like, to post stuff, because I know, you know, like, I know who I am as a person, too. Like, I know I ain't the, you know, the yeah. superstar, the lead and stuff like that. But, you know, you know, I do know that I have the face, I have the platform, and I do know I have the talent, so and that's what I believe in. And you know, a lot of these companies, if you do sign their DMs, they do reach back. So that's what I've been doing by myself. So I just finally got with the new sports marketing agency. So and that's just been in rotation right now. So it's been a pretty good process right now. Wait, if they don't teach sports marketing in the league, what do they have anything specifically that they teach? I feel I think like for the NBA, they they do have like the uh, rookie classes or, or some kind of program they have for newcomers, but do they have anything like that for the WNBA? I think, I mean, I don't remember on our draft night, you know, they throw so much at you on the draft night, but I'm sure we had little sports marketing people, but you know, like how NBA, like if you won through the first, what, what they got, I don't know how many picks they have in the first round, like 24, 30, all of them are going to sign with a, with a sports marketing agency. Mm-hmm. WBA, your first through the first 12, I would say at least two of them probably signed with a sports marketing agency. Wow. So, but, a, but, but 
a lot like I didn't know that when I was, you know, when I was getting drafted, like I was head on just basketball, you know, and then I started realizing like, okay, I need more than one endorsement. So you, you don't know which way to go. So then now I just started figuring out, okay, well, I'm going to do it myself because I can talk for myself, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, I can't keep talking for myself. So, and a lot, a lot of agencies are not just going to just give you a handout, you know? So I feel like, you know, like I try to work my way up to doing things. Like I reach out to different people. You try to find different people to help you. So I just started, you know, close mouth don't get fed. So I started talking to people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who who has been uh, the person that you reached out to the most has been the most informative? Like, is there any WNBA player or NBA player that you, that you've spoken to the most that said, here, let me, let me put you on the game. Um, I would say there wasn't a lot of people who like really put me on the game. I say Adidas really built like a, a kind of platform for me and I made a way to go to all-star with Adidas and stuff like that. And that kind of like Adidas helped me push Adidas is what really helps me push me to, you know, being who I am right now. But I couldn't really say, like, I talked to nobody really about, like, doing like this. I just be doing this, like, by myself besides, like, I be trying to push my girlfriend to do it with me to do it. Be like, you know, try to talk to me and do stuff like that. But it's not, like, you know, people, you it's, it, you talk to people, but nobody really going to put you on game, game. You know what I'm saying? Alexis, it sounds like you're becoming the OG. That's what it's saying. <laughs> it sounds like you're yeah. the person to talk to. <laughs> all, all I'm hearing is just mad goat shit. Yo, I got, I got, as soon as I came into the league, ring. I got injured. I'm right back. Killing them. They can't stop me. Like, like this is By myself. <laughs> By myself. From the three-point line. Like, she's not even playing right now. Sports hey, agency? I don't need no sports agency. Play, That's the sad part about it. Like the moments that I had were like little small moments. I'm still like, mm-hmm. I think, I think right now I'm just hungry for it, you know. So like, yeah. the only thing I'm trying to take care of the back burner before I get to the front. Mm-hmm. Mm. So how much research have you had to do on your own? Man, a lot. Like, and it's really just been just like me trying to just push myself and you know find different people who's gonna you know like it took some time like my first year it's just like okay cool you go overseas I killed overseas went to Turkey went to Turkey they wasn't playing me got cut mm. didn't get paid all my money so now it's like okay went to Minnesota try to put in work in Minnesota boom 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 got traded there then it's like okay all right go here I just find people who motivate me look at Elena Beer seeing how hard she working okay I want to be on her level what is it going to take for me to be on your level? That's how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be on y'all level. What does it take for me to be on your level? You know? So, like, and I just start doing, at this point, I just start doing whatever it took to be on somebody else's level. Like, until I get mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, okay, well, I'm at that level now. Now I just got to keep going and keep going. I think my mindset is just like, shoot, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to put some money in my pockets. So, <laughs> the only way to put money in your pocket is to keep on working. So, I just got to keep showing my, my stuff and just keep grinding until I get there. I feel you. Now, I, feel you. I, I have a, so I have a question. So out b- before COVID hit, what were you doing? Were you just training and rehabbing or or strategizing? Like what was that like? And did and did COVID alter any of your uh, business dealings and or how you even see business now? Like you know maybe that's changed a little bit for you. Oh, COVID actually kind of helped me because I'm in rehab. Okay. I'm rehabbing my knee right now, but mm-hmm. I was already like on a good track. But it, it helped me like you know because it's pushing back everything. So. It just gives me more time to keep working on my body, so it actually helped me in a lot of different ways. But mm-hmm. and but then I was also pushing to get brands too. That's when I like my first year going to All Star was this year. You know, like mm-hmm. excuse me, this was like a big moment for me. Like I was yeah. trying to like push and push and push tight till you know I I couldn't go no more. So and I'm still at that that moment right now too. Like. Granted, when the, if the seasons come back, tip off, like all that, I'm going to be ready, set, all that. But mm-hmm. I think it kind of like, it kind of hurt me in a way because I had a lady, like I finally, it was like I was finding all my missing pieces to like, I got time to like take care of my back end, you know, like, you know, like 
I ain't really had, like, my daddy's in a wheelchair, you know, like, I don't, they don't understand what I'm going through, you know, it's hard to get yeah. people to, to believe in you. So yeah. I just had so much going on and throwing at me, and I just kept going. Mm-hmm. Like, I found a lady to, you know, like, to push and, you know, to try to find and stride and do this branding with COVID hit. We kind of, kind of like that. We just stopped talking. And the next, you know, I found this agency, which was like hand in hand, which is perfect because now it's like a real agency. So I'm still at that process where I'm just like, I'm still like in grind mode. Like nothing stopped until I get on the court and I can show my shit. I, yeah. I feel like it's interesting because COVID has, obviously it's, it's been devastating in so many different ways, but in a very ironic way, um, it's also created opportunities for different people. Like I started to notice like, you know, um, certain WNBA players who might not have been, you know, marketed, uh, during the season are now at the forefront right now during the off season, like Ariel powers I see is really out here. There's a few others that are really taking the lead. Do you feel like you know, in, in a very strange way, do you feel like this creates more of an opportunity for yourself to develop that brand and then have that translate back to the season when it starts? Yeah, for sure. I think this is a good, like, opportunity where, you know, like, like now I have the opportunity to sit down and talk to y'all. Like, we, I have the opportunity to, to let people hear who I am as a player and what I'm going through and you know, the trials where I'm trying to go through on my side. You know, like, y'all hear different sides. Like, granted, my side is the, you know, struggling, trying to get through it, the motivation side, you know. But, but you know, I think everybody has a different side. And, I and you know, like, I strive for the superstars because the superstars is what's going to make me me. You know, like, whatever y'all doing on the platform is going to only help the WBA grow. So, I'm, I'm, you know, it's always good to see, you know, all those players getting on live, doing all these different things, trying to mix in and do these things because this is what the women need. You know, like the only the way people are going to get to know you is if you get out there and you got to talk. You know, you got to talk mm-hmm. to people, get to know businesses and stuff like that. And and I think now if women, you know, try to utilize that in a, in a different type of way, anything could work. Uh, that was good. Oh, it, it cut out. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at that response. Like, so as far as when you're, um, I guess developing in this state, right? Or do do you have any mentees that you work on or that you work with that kind of look up to you? Like, right? You came into the league with with, with uh, kind of like a, a Mount Rushmore of people to look to. Who who are some of the the younger people that maybe from your hometown or from maybe from other states that you've connected with that you're now helping to groom and develop because you know you're trying to pass on some of the jewels that they've given you. Um, I haven't really like talked to none of the younger generation, but um, mm-hmm. the younger because I'm still like in my prime too as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you know, like it's kind of hard to look up to me, you know, when it's like you get to that platform, there's already people up there, you know. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I try to give you know as much as I can to anybody who needs it, like, like even like you know, like if Carter ever needed it, like even like with Kamani and them, like anybody who I've like physically known if they ever needed, like Jordan from Texas, all of them people, like you know, I try to give them as much feedback as possible if they ever ask me. I know another. Um, I can't think of her name. I know she went to UCLA. She reached out to me and asked me about, like, you know, how she felt, like, what she needed to be ready and stuff like that to make with every VA team. Like, you know, I just give them all just encouraging words. Like, at the end of the day, you know, like, if you believe in yourself and you come with the confidence that you have, you know, anything can happen, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just do you. That's that's the only thing you really can do. Yeah, basically. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. So Alexis, like, like like the rest of the world, everybody's been watching the Last Dance. And you you draw any inspiration from uh from that from that Bulls team? Does it you get that itch just to get back out there on the court? Oh and yeah, foul people. Sure. I mean, I don't know about fouling people, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, I feel you, it for like other people who got the game for that. Yeah, yeah. like that's their yeah. game. But I do like to see like. I like, you know, like, I like to see that different, you know, like, to see Michael giving out that energy because I think nowadays, like, not just saying, like, as in, like, us women, but, like, as in us, like, basketball people, like, you know, I think that's something that we need to grasp onto and and look at and see how hard he did used to work, you know, like, 
my daddy was definitely the most annoying man ever. He definitely still is, you know? And he's old school. So, like, but he used to always tell me in college, like, yo, yo, just get in the gym. I'm like, bro, tired. You know, like, I don't, I got to go to school. I got to do this. I got to do this. But now, like, I'm, like, freehand. I don't got to do nothing. I'm like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I do. I'm not where I'm at, you know. So now, I'm yeah. like, if I had that, if I could translate over that mindset where I was when I was in college, you know, like I think, you know, I, you know, my body could be a little bit, better. you know, a lot of things. That's what mm-hmm. you think of. Like, granted, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad where I'm at right now. You know, like at the young age, still pushing to do it. You know, like I'm training perfectly fine and everything. Like, I like that idea, but I think, like, getting to see a Michael Jordan is, like, a, a dope experience, and, it you know, it just shows, like, okay, like, I can do what Michael's doing, because you watch and see all those other guys, you give back to them, you know, like, there's not a lot of, like, when I grew up, I didn't know a WBA player, like, at all, mm-hmm. so now, like, I do, like, pickup sections and stuff, like, you know, pick up for girls. Like, now I'm trying to, like, pick up where they come. And I'm playing with them and stuff. Like, I don't care who I'm playing with. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, at the end of the day, I'm still giving back to you. And I'm telling you, like, I ain't have a me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have a me when I was you. Granted, I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. I'm giving you that opportunity to have a me because there's not a lot of people that's going to sit down and really tell women women. There's not a lot of women are, you know, that's seeing WBA players every day. Mm-hmm. What what's something you think? Uh, I guess currently, for as long as you can talk about it, obviously because you're injured. But what's something you think keeps you your your guys' team camaraderie together and like keep you guys aligned? Do you think oh. it's the coach, or do you think it's just uh, for your for like for for your teams, teams that you've played for? Like, what are some of the things that, that have kept you guys aligned and focused on on like one goal? And what are some things that you maybe struggle with trying to stay focused outside of injuries or maybe personal stuff? Um, I think like, I think one is everybody's on the same page. Like everybody has that motivation and eager to, to want to be better, you know? And then you go to some teams and you might, everybody don't have that eager to want to be better. Everybody has, you know, different, it's a lot of things going on. It's too much on the mindset. So I've been on a lot of teams where it's like, well, we all want to be great. And that's what happens. You go be great. And then mm-hmm. you got some teams where it's like, well, this is happening, this is happening. I ain't feeling this way, and you're so you're a good team, but you don't turn out to be great, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's what I took out of like being on a championship winning team, being on like a non-championship winning team. Gotcha. Now, maybe here's a, a trickier question, right? Now, applying what you've learned from the, the good team, we'll call that team Team A. If you can take some attributes from Team A and give it to Team B that may could have been great but isn't or, or, or didn't reach greatness, what attributes would you give them that you feel, I guess, would have made, made the, the Team B great? Does that make sense? I would say just, you know, more willing to let people in, like, let them in to where it's like, just letting people in to like, okay, letting people be them and you be you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that's what I would mean, like, letting people in, like, you still be you and I still be me, but I'm motivating you as in, you know, as in just like a respect level. I think that's where, like, I have, like, we all have respect for one another. So when you bring that respect together, it's like, okay, we're cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And in terms sense. of like, in terms of like being yourself, uh, how do you balance that out too? Because obviously, being a public figure, you have to have some sort of presentation, whether it's social media, even the way that you present yourself on the court. I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like how women athletes present themselves, it's they don't get the same freedom as uh, male athletes in terms of like how how they can be, if how intense they can be and, and, and et cetera. Um, so how do you find that balance of still holding true to being yourself, but then understanding that you have to have certain brand uh, images and perceptions when it comes to being a public figure? Um, I think like, I think me being myself is like, like me right now being super outspoken with y'all, that's like me being myself. Like as a public figure, 
I think it's fun. Like I do, I like I put on some lashes, put on put some hair in my hair. Like, <laughs> I do like I like that. That's tell like, them talk your shit. You like listen, <laughs> I get done up. Don't get it twisted. Just because I like pics, don't get it twisted. Like talk your shit. Yeah. I don't have a problem with nothing. I don't have a problem with that. So that's why I was like, I I like I think I have a problem with just me like me being able to be outspoken like this to certain people. I think that's what my problem is, because I I can't say, you know, like words can't come off the wrong way. People can't take it the mm-hmm. wrong way and stuff like that. But I don't feel like as me being like a public figure, you know, like I do sometimes look like a tomboy and stuff like that, you know, but I feel like I'm swaggy, so I don't care. Like, I don't have no problems with that. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, like, is if you like me, you don't. Some guys like me and some guys still do. So I don't know. You know, I really, you know, it really doesn't, you know, like that really hasn't really pertained to me, you know? So like, but I think, I think, me speaking out for women is I think that's the hardest part about you know like I think the negative is what women don't want to hear you know yeah Mm I feel you on the dress down thing. Listen, every time we record, I'm in a hoodie and I got a bandana on. I made a new persona. Bandana bandit, baby. Bandana bandit, because the girl got to deep condition her hair. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no problem with it. I'm cool. (laughs) Yo, not not for nothing. I was about to say, not for nothing. I always, uh, and even ever, I've told you this before. I love uh, women like that that just don't give a shit. Like you want, you're you're comfortable in your skin, man. That's admirable. You know how many people can't walk this earth and 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 just to be themselves and have to put makeup on or put hair on or whatever the case may be, and not knocking women like that because maybe you know maybe you went through something and maybe you lost your hair, or whatever. But for for people that really don't need it and 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 utilize it versus just being yourself, I think that that's way more fulfilling when you're when you're yourself. So yeah. I, I agree. I think that that's dope. And your swagger. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got you got to be able to interchange. You got to be able to switch it yeah, up on yeah, them. You never yeah, know. And also, yeah. uh, funny thing that I've actually realized too. The uh, I feel like more brands are actually moving towards allowing people to be themselves. They actually don't want this perfect picture anymore. They're like, oh, this is you. Oh, we love it. You mm-hmm. you rock with us. And I've noticed that like even like even in gaming and, and in Alexis, I don't know if you started to notice this, but like brands that you would not associate with gamers are now coming into the scene. Like Louis Vuitton is now in this scene. And I feel like this whole perception of having to be perfect, having to be dressed up all the time, especially when it comes to women, I feel like that's starting to like deteriorate a little bit and allowing women yeah. to be themselves. Do you feel like that's been happening more often? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, shit, there's women out here bald headed and everything now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think even like, even for like, even like the guys persona too, like this. You know, there's a lot for, you know, more willing guys. It's like, you know, like, I ain't gay, but, you know, what's up? You know, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, even just, like, I think, like, that whole little, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't even know the right terminology for it. But, like, the whole intersex of what what's going on, like, with that generation, I think it's really has built. And people, I mean, it's more acceptable now for people. Like, even, like, for some, some might not accept it, but it's like, okay, that's, you know, they're giving people their own privacy to be like, that's what you like to do, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Who, Alexis, who would you say, like, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm, like, just replaying the last dance. Who would you say in the WNBA is, like, the most unique Dennis Rodman character of them all? Like, if you if you had to point somebody's, like, with their tenacity, their energy, and their uniqueness, who is who would be the equivalent to Dennis Rodman in the WNBA? Rebecca Brunson, hands down. You should go go talk to her. The the girl has five rings, I promise you. Hands down. Go watch film on her. Hands down. That would be my opinion. That's me being young, and that's me watching her play and watching the game. But if I watched her play when she was probably younger, younger, hands down. She's for sure Dennis Rodman. She's going to get in your neck. She used to, man, she used to she used to throw down. She going to give you an elbow at the age of 33. She still looks good. Her body still looks good. She, gonna, she still can jump out the gym. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me stop you right there. 
Thirty-three years old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't let this go. Tell them. Tell them. Thirty-three years old. Because she retired. Yo, I saw Nas's face. Let me be clear with you. I saw Nas's face, and I was like, "Oh, he's burning right now. <laughs> he is burning right now. The oldest man in the room is burning right Brandon, now. You're older than me, Brandon. Brandon, yeah. Brandon, you missed it too. We were just. I was telling her about him and his like physical copies for gaming. How he still likes to go to Blockbuster. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Alexis, who is still going to Blockbuster? He's the same guy that's still renting Redbox movies out out out, out the shop, right? Trying to get games. Like, it's 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 it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. He, you probably if they still like sold the like CDs and stuff like for the artists, and you still probably don't get them. Huh? Alexis, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> Don't join in with them. Don't, join don't us. The hype. Don't, yeah, don't man. The hype, man. <laughs> oh man. Do you oh Alexis, I have a question for you. Do you like as as someone who gets interviewed all like by various different people in media, like what is it about media people that I guess what are some of the things that you see that make you feel comfortable to be yourself? Because that's something that we always try to do with this podcast. We always allow, our, we want our guests to feel comfortable, and we want them to be themselves, no matter what. Uh, but what, what are what are some of the indications when you're getting interviewed that you can say to yourself, "Okay, I feel comfortable enough with these people that I can open up to them," whether it's being interviewed for WNBA stuff or just anything in general. I think it's just, I go on vibes and the energy, like the energy that y'all showed that started in the room, the vibe that y'all gave me to be comfortable, to be me. And the questions, you know, it makes you just, it gives you that, should it just give you just the cool vibe? Like I can be cool on here, I can chill, I can talk, you know, it ain't gonna be no beef, no nothing. And I think y'all just gave off that good vibe and energy. Oh, thanks. Even though I wasn't here for that shit, but thanks. I'm not, Alexis, I'm, I'm gonna let you know this. When the, when the Atlanta Dream come up to Brooklyn to play the Liberty, <laughs> I'm, so I'm gonna talk so much trash. <laughs> he's, so, he's so bad about the age. He's so bad. <laughs> you better be on your game that, that night. <laughs> Yo, he is so bad. Look Yo, Nas so is bad. definitely good. That's perfect, because I always play good in New York. So it's a perfect. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking shit, She nope. said, yeah, old guy. She said, yeah, old guy, I'll be ready. Oh, Ross is definitely going to be that guy who has the side that says Alexis is trash. It's always going to be like, yo, whose uncle is that? No, I don't, don't want to get that? started up like that. I don't want to get... He's going to get jumped by the first starting five, right? Keep playing like that. <laughs> but I will be right. out there talking trash. Yo, Alexis, just get one of your teammates to dunk on him. That's it. I mean, Word. it's fine. I got somebody for him. It'll be all right. <laughs> 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 you hear that? Now he's about to get dunked on. Word. That's too much. We're recording that, too. We are recording that, too. That's too hard. <laughs> I'm bringing a GoPro. I'm bringing a Canon. I'm bringing everything. Yo, Nas getting dunked on two, po- two times may be the greatest Christmas gift that I'll ever have if COVID is still here. <laughs> I'm just being very clear. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Never going to well, happen. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Oh my gosh. Um, so my my other question to you is, what's something about you that no one really knows? Um, I would say I like to cook. I definitely want to take a cooking class. Oh, wait, what, what kind like of cooking cook? class? I could cook. I about to say, what kind of cooking class you talking about? I mean, I mean, I would definitely want to do like the high tech, but I definitely want to be more like into like. I'm like from the like South South, so I definitely want to be more to that Southern soul food. Oh, so you talking like ham? You talking like ham hocks and like goat balls or some weird shit, right? Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, goat, like goat balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> but no, I do want to. But I also do want to learn how to cook like all that fancy stuff, like the salmon, yeah. and like I want to learn how to like make my own sauce and do all that. If I think well, I, I can get that down, that. I I definitely would get more confident by my cooking. <laughs> salmon is hey, easy. Please do. Salmon, I can give you a good recipe. It's please, easy. Please get really good at southern food. Let's get let's get Paula Dean out of here. <laughs> <laughs> let's get Paula Dean out of here. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> oh man. Is there any like uh, you know, aside from southern food, is there anything like um uh 
culturally, like a different culture dish that you, you're interested in? Because um, I'm, I'm a massive foodie. That's the best thing about living in New York is that there's so many different restaurants. And usually the restaurants you go to that are representative of, of different countries and regions, uh, usually those people are the ones that are cooking. And it's, it is so amazing. Is there one that you just want to like learn and become an expert at or you just want to learn because it's, it's just something that's going to be added to your, to your repertoire? No, nah, I just want to learn. But Israel do got some dope food there, though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> if you ain't been to Israel, go to Israel. I swear. I What's think every the food? American basketball player loves Israel. Everything they got like American everything, but the, some of their food is just cooked so like they have more like pasta places and Mediterranean just, food. Yeah, intricate, yeah, intricate yeah, dishes yeah. more so than anything. Yeah, uh, eclectic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, all we no, got is McDonald's I, over here. <laughs> <laughs> but the Word. McDonald's fries though are pretty nice. I can't, I, I can't I was, lie. I was, I was, uh, fries, the fries with a McFlurry, mm, that's actually pretty good. Listen, and, and if you you gotta have a sweet tea, if not from the side. I was about to say yes. you, you add the sweet you you add the sweet tea with the apple pie and and the, and the milkshake if you if you're feeling nasty. Yeah. Ow, <laughs> that is a snack. Let me be very clear. That is a snack. <laughs> <laughs> get straight to it listen just add, just add just listen for, the, for everybody out there listen man if you're not if, if you're gonna cheat on your diet you cheat the fucking right way all right you go get that apple pie you go get that you go get that mcflurry and you devour that motherfucker as best as you can and that's what you do that is how you cheat on the bill oh man i want an apple pie brandon i hate you i want want an apple i want the mcdonald's apple pie and have a scoop of ice cream on the side and then i like to have a little bit of fries too because it's sweet and salty okay now i'm getting ahead of myself oh man oh man i let myself go this week Fuck it. On yeah. Sunday? Oh my gosh. What is your what is your cheat meal, Alexis? What is, what is like your like your greasy, your oh, this is so bad but so good cheat meal? Oh man, I feel like I I cheat almost a lot sometimes. It always like <laughs> the South have too many good foods though. Like that's the thing. Like when I'm so like away from home, oh I've been thinking for like Man, Razoo's, they got a fireplace called Razoo's out here in Dallas. It's like a Cajun, Louisiana spot, fire. Mm. And then I can go to the hood if I want to, go get me some Rudy's chicken, mm. some fried chicken. They got the nice little seasoning on that thing with the fries, put some toast on there. You know what I'm saying? Cash only place. <laughs> listen, listen, if it's a cash only, that means it's amazing. That's amazing. You know? Let me be clear. If they accept card, I'm a little skeptical. I don't know how I feel about it. If you're only accepting cash, that means that place has either been robbed or someone there has done the robbing and they know how to cook chicken. I will take it. <laughs> he know where I'm coming from. You know where I'm coming listen, from. Listen, I will take it, man. I'll take a hole in the wall any day over these bougie spots. Real talk. For real. Man. Oh. Also, yo, I went to, I, I've been to Dallas once, but I didn't really get to go out to, to the outskirts or just different areas. Uh, but for, for, I, for Houston, yo, I went to some Mexican spots. Oh, my gosh. Yo. Oh, my gosh. It is a whole level of amazing. The only other place I feel like otherwise is like SoCal that I've been to mm. or, or even like Arizona. Um, but I mean, in, in addition to like the Southern food, like, are you into like Mexican food? Are you into just anything else? And also, uh, have, have you had, I mean, maybe you have, but like Whataburger. I feel like there's such a debate between Shake Shack, uh, Whataburger and In-N-Out. And which what? one is the Whataburger one? is the best thing on the planet hands down. <laughs> If you don't like water breakers, you gotta go get the breakers. I go, man, eleven o'clock. I'll be I'll be in in there in there. <laughs> Anybody that I know, I put on. I be like, have you had, have you had water burger? They gonna have water burger. They life change. That's just how it You come to the south, you eat food. Your life change. Oh man, I don't know. Shake Shack though for us is pretty up there. Yeah. In and out, I think it's overrated. Water burger is the best, bro. You get the. You just gotta go get the breakfast. Oh, the breakfast option? I, I, I. So hold on. If we talking breakfast, do you think their breakfast is better than Chick Fil A's? Do 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 do. I mean, 
<laughs> think, think, think hard, Lex. Now, come on, think hard for me now. Come on. And they're closed on Sunday. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Waterburger first. If I had to go get oh. the I'm going with Waterburger, bro. Because what? I like to get the number twenty-one with the. The patty oh, damn, you know the, the number. <laughs> yeah, she says she's a killer. She knows the number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a bit, yeah. I was about to say, you're a loyalist. Like, anytime you know a number, like, yo, can I get the number 21? Yeah, like, before you even get there, like, yeah, that's, yeah, you're a loyalist. Yes. I feel you. Yep. Mm, Wait, do you, are they, like, the Whataburger you go to, do you go there so often that they already recognize you and they already know you're going to order? Is it on that yeah. kind of level? Yeah, when I was in high school, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a legend. Everybody used to go there all the time. They already knew the lady knew. Hey, how you doing this morning? Yep, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you you got you got just walking with your ring, like, yeah, I'll pay like this. <laughs> I'll pay like this way. <laughs> let me get that. Let me get that 21 right there. <laughs> can, can I get the 45? <laughs> like everything. Yo, don't let me get a championship, man. For no reason. Oh man, I would be great. Oh great. my god, yeah. Brad will be pointing out. Can I get that number that number 20 21 yeah, over there? Yeah. <laughs> over there. Yo, man, because <laughs> listen, you know how many people like I, I attribute it to like artists, right? Like, you know how many artists that like make really, really good records, right? But never win a Grammy or never win a, uh, an award or never get to experience all of the hard work. And so for you to come in and get a ring, there's so many players that you'll probably come. Um, in, in close proximity with that may be, be even be on a higher echelon and will never attain what you've attained. That's something that's really, really special. And I think it should be celebrated. That's really why I think like that. Like I, I think differently about champions, man. Not everyone can go get a chip. Like same thing with, with, with Braun. People kill Braun, but yeah, he, he's one of the most consecutive going to the finals and going to the playoffs. Like yeah. that's, that's no easy feat to Charles do. Charles Barkley so. didn't get a ring. And that's what I'm saying. It's mad people. Uh, Pat Patrick Ewing, I can name a whole slew of people mm -hmm. that are greats in their own right. But when it comes down to getting the ring, <laughs> yeah, it ain't too many people. So, yeah, you are in, in, in that Mount Rushmore of, of people that have, have, have reached excellence. So, yeah, show that ring. If I'm you, I'd wear that shit on a necklace. I would put, make it, I'd, I'd, I'd transition to earrings one day. Like, yeah, you have to, man. I'll transition to. to earrings. Yeah, yeah you, got, you, got to, you got to coordinate. <laughs> you got to coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god listen brandon better not get a ring anytime soon this man could be coming in having that one earring that 90s one earring and it's gonna be the actual yeah. ring itself oh my god yeah, just 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 let me gloat for like one week and then i'll put it in a case and go get another one man so you got you you have to live in that moment that's the one thing i, I feel like i've learned throughout all of this is like we miss so many things on on not um, seizing the moment and living in it, right? Like, can you imagine if you won that ring and you never got to experience even winning the championship or or uh, finally receiving your championship ring? Can you imagine what that could feel like? Can you imagine not winning the game, like the alternate path that it could have been? So yeah, I, I, listen, for if I'm you for a week, just just rock out. I'll support you. I'll retweet. I'll, I'll support you. Just, just wear a chain. Just wear a chain. Just wear it. <laughs> Just for that, I might really just go get the ring. Listen, <laughs> listen. Just because you just, said, "Hey, just just because." This was my moment. Just, yeah, my like moment, it's it's, it. it's almost like it's almost like having a Ferrari, right? Y'all know I got a Ferrari, but I'll I'll bring it out the garage for a minute on a sunny day. You got to bring out the ring for a sunny day. Got that's to. Just, that's facts, Alexis. No matter no matter how many interviews you do, they always have to say. WNBA champ. W champion. Alexis champ. Jones. <laughs> yeah, champ. Yeah. And you got to tell them after they say that, Alexis, you got to say, and stand up when you see me. And look at them like, <laughs> yeah, stand up when you see me. You know what I mean? Talk this shit, man. Nah, all the side, though. That's, that's admirable. That's or admirable. you could just Real order, shit. or if they say something to you, you could just order a number 21 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that. <laughs> or that. <laughs> Oh man! Well, we're we're gonna be wrapping up shortly. Uh, but Lex, uh, what what do you want it to be your your parting note? What what's the last thing that you want our listeners to take away from this interview? This this fun time with you that we had. Um, shoot! I just want to say, hey, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. I enjoyed it a lot. Go follow me on the gram, Lex T underscore Shifty. Hey, bars. 
Bars, bars. And also make sure you go make sure you go check out that ring too. <laughs> you know, I'm about to say go check out that ring. Go look at that Drop ring. It on the gram. Do it for the gram, Lex. Do it for the gram. Yeah, you you got to post it on the gram one time. Yeah, Lex. Yeah. After, after this, yeah, after this, just go post it. Just post it. I am. Just, like, I am. just the ring. I'm gonna just I'm going to go, I'm going to the, I'm gonna go to my house and I'm just going to post it. Just yeah, just post the ring. And <laughs> just, and, and just say, my little brother no. mad though. My little brother gonna be yeah. mad. And I'm just gonna post it. Nah, man. Go around the house flexing it on him all day. That's what I'm gonna do. I was yeah, flexing on my little brother. It. I'm gonna rub it in on my little brother. It's gonna piss him off. And you should put it in the caption <laughs> just, just in case you forgot. Just, ah, yeah, word, word. Just in case you forgot. Yeah, yeah. Just in case. Yeah. yeah, you got to. You got to. Oh, uh, man, man, before before we get out of here, thank you, Alexis, for coming on the show. As always, you're amazing. Um, I, we, we're, we're obviously going to support you, um, especially since you're, you, you've agreed to wearing the ring. So we're definitely going to support you. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, for the fans and viewership, be sure to subscribe. Hit the noti notification button to be notified for our latest to the greatest episodes, as well as be sure to sign up for our Discord. As we've been promoting, our Discord has keeps being built out bigger and better. So please come join. We have a whole lot of fun. It gets out of control, but it's manageable. So please come hang out with us. Um, I guess that's really it, right? I'm, I'm Brandon Killer BHL. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. I'm regular Nas. I already followed Alexis on Twitter. I'm going to hit Instagram next. <laughs> hey, I got hey. you. I'm Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we out of here, y'all. Peace. Deuces. Brass, 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 brass.